0: Welcome in, everybody, another edition of Big 12 Bets with the Heartland College Sports Network. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you, as always. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you're also checking out the weekly article at heartlandcollegesports.com. It comes out a little bit before this podcast, so if you want these picks early, go ahead, read the article. There's some explanation, and I'm going to tell you right now... <laughs> This is an interesting week in the Big 12, so you may want to check out that article as well as this podcast right now. All right, let's get into it here. Starting on Thursday night in Houston, Texas, the Houston Cougars and the West Virginia Mountaineers. The Mountaineers, of course, only one of two on Beaton's in the Big 12, as we all expected. West Virginia And Oklahoma, the two remaining unbeatens after the Sooners' dramatic win last week in Dallas over the Texas Longhorns. Thanks, Sark. Thanks a whole lot for that one last week. Uh, If you were Texas backer any time in the game, except for the preflop numbers, probably weren't good. But halftime, in-game, boy, Sark did everything to allow Oklahoma to stay in that game. The horrible play calling at the goal line on that first and goal at the one scenario, running a play on fourth and goal. He should have ran on second and goal. And then the just to me, the absurd decision to kick the field goal and play for the field goal and then having his defense allow Oklahoma go right down the field. But credit to Dylan Gabriel, who now deserves to at least be in the mix for the Heisman, maybe a little bit difficult with those great candidates. Out West in Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr. It may be a little bit difficult for Gabriel to realistically get into the mix, but hey, Oklahoma goes 13-0. Gabriel's at least going to have an opportunity to win the Heisman Trophy here this year. All right, but to West Virginia and Houston. Let's get to it. Mountaineers three-point favorites, 49.5 the total. West Virginia's defense has been quite good in conference play. And yes, I understand it's only been two games in conference play, and one of them was against Texas Tech in the game where Tyler Shaw broke his leg, and the other one is against Texas Christian, where TCU, look, I still like TCU's offense, despite the fact that it has not looked as impressive as you would hope so far this year. West Virginia's defense was also great against Pitt, who is one of the worst power five offenses in all of college football, and they were great against Duquesne, a, a FCS school. The only team that's really moved the ball on the Mountaineers so far is Penn State. Seven and a half yards of play, 38 points, and a late cover because James Franklin clearly knows what the betting lines are. (laughs) Which is true. We've already seen that multiple times this year. It is a surprise to see how good West Virginia's defense has looked so far in the early season. But now they draw Houston. And this, of course, is the Dana Holgerson Bowl. First time since Dana has seen West Virginia since leaving for the University of Houston. Uh, Of course... Didn't, I wouldn't say left Morgantown on the greatest of terms, to put it politely. And so far this year, now look, I expected Houston to be the worst team in the Big 12. So I'm not overly surprised that through five games, they're two and three. And quite frankly, they should be one and four. We're very lucky to win that game week one against UTSA. And really the case in point of what this Houston program is under Dana Hulgerson at the moment is they are a poorly coached football team. And the telltale side of that is what happened to them in Lubbock, where for two quarters, Houston could not be stopped by the Texas Tech defense. Over eight and a half yards of play in the first half, 28 points. By the way, they were still losing at halftime, 35-28, because their defense couldn't get a damn stop. But in the second half, they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing in the second half. And Texas Tech's defense... I totally out was their coaching staff totally out adjusted Dana and his staff. And we've already seen that in multiple occasions this year, other than the UTSA game where that was more Frank Harris throwing the ball to the other team. This Houston team is the worst team in the Big 12. I haven't power rated last, even with the other teams in this league, looking at you Cincinnati, that are not up to par to what the league should be at the moment. Even Oklahoma State, who I thought might have been one of the bottom teams, got a big win last week. We'll get to the Cowboys a little bit later with the te- with the K the State of Kansas two step for Oklahoma State. But look, I don't love this West Virginia team. It is quite possible that this is smoke and mirrors to four and one. But hey, they only need two more wins, and they're going to a bowl game in a year that no one expected them to get to a bowl game, where their schedule is very favorable. We're a stunning trip to Arlington. Look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is not impossible with the way the schedule breaks. If West Virginia wins on Thursday, Oklahoma State at home, they'll be favored in that one. In Orlando against UCF, they'll be a small a small underdog, if any, in that one. They'll be favored against BYU. They're going to lose to Oklahoma and Norman. And then the last two games of the year, Cincinnati and, and Baylor in and Waco. Baylor looks awful. There is a legitimate shot for West Virginia to go through this conference play with only one loss. As wild as that sounds, 8-1 is not impossible, and it would all depend on the tie breaks between them and Texas at that point, assuming the loss comes against Oklahoma. It's crazy. It's crazy to talk about that, but it is not out of the realm that West Virginia can do this, and it will continue on Thursday. I like the Mountaineers. I'm not sure how Houston's scoring in this game. Even with the... Struggles of Garrett Green throwing the football. West Virginia will be able to move it on the ground in this game. West Virginia is just a better football team than Houston. And it's only three. Yeah, they're both off a of bye. Yeah, look, it could be West Virginia at the peak of their power rating. But I think West Virginia is just much better than Houston. So we'll take the Mountaineers on the road. Minus three against Houston. Let's go to Cincinnati next. Iowa State on the road at Nippert Stadium against Cincy. Nice win last week for Iowa State. Who beat TCU pretty handily there at Tri-Stadium. And for all that's gone wrong for the Cyclones, they are two-and-one in conference. Obviously beat Oak State. They beat TCU. And quite frankly, if they didn't lose that game against Iowa, or excuse me, not Iowa, forget Iowa. That loss is acceptable, even though I don't think the Hawkeyes are any good. If they don't have that loss to Ohio, and especially in the fashion that it happened against Ohio, Maybe talking about the Cyclones as, all right, you know what? This is not a bad team at four and two. They're going to probably make a bowl game. Instead, it got so negative on them, and I'm guilty of this, that I discounted them. And I was wrong for that. This is a totally average football team. Six and six is in play still for them. It's in play. I think it's a stretch because they're going to be an underdog in every game. But maybe at Baylor in two weeks... But since they're 5 at Cincinnati, I don't think they're going to be favored in any games. By the way, Cincinnati's a 5-point favorite in this one. Lowest total of the week in the conference at 45. Uh, I, I don't mind this game under the 45. I don't mind it at all. Iowa State's defense is good. And Cincinnati, if they have a unit that you would like, it would be the defense. Now, Cincinnati, I think, is one of these teams that is perennially overvalued in the betting market. We saw it a few weeks ago against BYU. BYU won that game handily. Now, we see it again here against Iowa State. I think Cincinnati should be closer to about a three-point favorite in this game. Now, I don't want to quite get there on, a, on making this an official bet on Iowa State because we are asking Iowa State to go on the road, and the Cyclones have been significantly worse in their few road games than they were at home. If this game was at home, I would like I would take Iowa State as a pick. I wouldn't even hesitate on that. But because they have to go on the road to an environment that, look, i got to give the UC fans a lot of credit. They have showed up. They they are a great fan base. They are electric. This will still be a really good crowd for a noon kick there in Cincy. But five feels like it's a little too much, especially in a game that I think is going to be under a low total at 45. So this is an official lean. Iowa State plus the five. Five and a half was in the column. Now it's five across the board. I think five is better now. Be a little more consistent with what the market is. I think five is still good. There's really no difference between five and a half and five. Games in college very rarely, and in the NFL for that matter, land on five. They're just a dead number, not like three, four, and six, and seven, of course, which are the keyest numbers there are in betting. But plus five, the lean here on Iowa State. And for Cincinnati, look, you got to win this game if you're the Bearcats. You're two and three. If you want any shot at a bowl game, you have to win this game. You have to get it if you're the Bearcats. Because the remaining schedule after this, they'll be favored at home against Baylor next week because the Bears are in just dire straits. Home game against Central Florida, coin flip at Houston. They'll be favored, but not by much, at West Virginia. Again, I think West Virginia's better than them. Kansas is definitely better than them, but since he could be favored in that game, depending on the quarterback situation. But this would very much help. Win this game, get to three and three. Find a way to go 3-3 and the remainder of the way, and then you find yourself into a bowl game in your first year in the conference. All right, let's go to Stillwater now. 12.30 Pacific. Sorry, that's where I am. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 local in Stillwater. Cowboys, Jayhawks, Kansas. Really impressive win last week behind Jason Bean. And look, maybe Central Florida just isn't any good. Maybe that's just all it is. 51-22, an absolute thrashing of the Knights for KU last week. Eight yards a play. A special teams touchdown, Kansas is 5-1, and one, and we only need one more win on this back half of the season to push her over six and two in the final six in order to go over it. I feel really good about that bet of Kansas going over six wins. So, again, question marks a quarterback for KU in this one. Jalen Daniels still dealing with that back injury. He is doubtful as of this moment, so that back injury continues to haunt Daniels Suffered in the preseason, now going to miss three games in a row, more likely than not, because of it here in the regular season. And you know what, for KU, they have a bye week after this, before that mammoth showdown with OU there in Memorial Stadium, the final weekend of October. Get Daniels healthy, don't rush him for this game. And if you look, if you lose to Oklahoma State, you're out of the race for the Big 12 championship game anyway. For Oklahoma State, that was shocking what happened last week. I still don't think Oklahoma State's a particularly good football team, but that was a really nice win last week against Kansas State. They held them to just about five yards of play. They turned Will Howard over three times. The offense still was mediocre, but they scored 29 points against a reasonable defense, despite the fact that the Wildcats defense is horrifically banged up right now. But that was a really good win for Oklahoma State. And now you get the other Kansas team, and KU is a three-point favorite on the road, and the total is 56. Uh, I, I think this total is too low. This game will likely get played at Kansas's pace as opposed to the Cowboys' pace, which means this probably will be an over. And I also like KU minus the three. This is the type of game as a program where you're showing that you're taking the step forward. You're becoming the legitimate. We are a not only just a bold team every year, but a good bowl team every year. And for Lance Leipold's squad to take the jump, you not only win this game against an Oklahoma State team that I really don't think is all that good, and you go on the road to Stillwater and you win this game, and you move to 6-1, and one, and you set yourself up to get, at least give yourself a shot to have Arlington in play with a game against Oklahoma in your house the final weekend of the month. Bean is a good enough quarterback. Now, I don't know if he's good enough to beat Oklahoma. He's not good enough to beat Texas, as we already saw. But he's good enough to beat these bottom tier Big 12 teams. As we saw a week ago against Central Florida, we also saw last year against these same pokes, the game that got Kansas to win number six and got that bowl bid that Kansas had been waiting all these years for. So I like KU. I think the offense is enough. Lay to three against Oklahoma State. All right, let's go to Fort Worth, BYU at TCU. First time in conference play playing each other for these old Mountain West foes, as we know. BYU, five and a half point dog on the road in Fort Worth, 52 and a half. I'm a little bit surprised that the market has not adjusted BYU totals yet. Because if you look at BYU's games, they are priced like a pretty significant under team. And that's not what they've been this year. Other than the Sam Houston game, which whatever week one Sam Houston plays an asinineally slow pace on offense and can't really move the ball and BYU is working stuff out over against Cincinnati over against KU over against Arkansas over against Southern Utah they have four straight overs and now they go against the team to the S. TCU's offense is underperformed but they still have a good offense I still believe in this Horn Frog offense being at least a good unit here in 2023. And the total's only 52 and a half. It's a little bit surprising this total has come in as low as it has with the way that BYU has looked. They're not a big defensive first team this year. That's just not what they've been. So this uh, didn't make the column, but as I'm talking through it right now, I think this probably should have been an official play on over 52 and a half on BYU and TCU. I am very surprised that this number is what it is. BYU, again, they're off, there are questions about yards per play with BYU. They are coming in about average, about five and a half, 5.6 against Cincy, pretty average. Five against KU, that is below average. Arkansas, five again. So look, the counter to it is that, yes, they are an average yards per play team. Five yards per play is pretty darn average for college football. But there is a lot of possessions in these BYU games. There have been turnovers all over the place. Yes, you can make the argument. That's why the total is so low, but it's against the best, the second best offense that they have faced this year. KU's offense is better, but TCU has a really good offense still, even though they, we have not fully seen it here in the 2023 season. I think that's over over 52 and a half. I'm surprised it's not a little bit higher, like 57 and a half on BYU and TCU will go over as the best play in that game. I also don't mind taking a little bit of a piece of TCU as well. This feels like a good spot for the Horned Frogs to get themselves right after last week's walk loss there in Ames. All right, final game on the board, Kansas State, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, nice little bounce back these last two weeks after losing their quarterback to the season. Behind Morden, Texas Tech, they beat Houston. They go on the road. They hammer Baylor. Yeah, it might be the two worst teams in the conference, but guess what? If you're going to make a bowl game, you got to handle your business with the backup quarterback. So, nice win the last two weeks for Texas Tech. Now they welcome in Kansas State, who, of course, is coming off that loss last week to Oklahoma State. I'm a little surprised Texas Tech is favored in this game. They're a one and a half point favorite. Total's 56 and a half. Texas, I, look, Kansas State is too well-coached of a football team to play like they played last week again. They were bad last week in Stillwater. They were sloppy on offense. They were sloppy on defense. They That is a game that is a double-digit favorite on the road that you cannot lose if your K-State, and they did. And now they go on the road again to a difficult place to play in West Texas, as we know. But I'm still buying stock in Chris Kleiman and Will Howard. I know Howard struggled, turned the ball over three times a week ago. But I do expect them to play better. Now, it is definitely a step up in class and defense that K-State is facing. Texas Tech's defense, much better than what Oklahoma State is. But it's a scenario where I fully expect a bounce-back performance from K-State. Now, the big question mark is, how are they going to handle all those defensive injuries? They have multiple secondary players out yet again. And they've been dealing with injuries all year long. That is why K-State looks like a worse team than they were a year ago as the Big 12 champions despite having, yeah, you lose Deuce Fawn to the NFL. Will Howard, of course, uh, t- taking over full time at the quarterback position, even though, of course, we saw a lot of them a year ago. It is it is surprising to see K-State struggle like they have. And I think this is a good get-right spot for K-State. We'll take the point and a half. If you want to take the money line, no problem with that either. Just make sure you're not laying a price on the money line. Make sure you're getting an even money or a plus 105. On Kansas State, I, I if you're laying minus one hundred five, just take the point and a half. You get yourself an out. If K State loses the game, you get your you you win your money on minus minus one ten, and it's only five cents difference. So I like K State plus the point and a half money line is good as well against Texas Tech. All right, that's all the time I have. Those are the five games. Make sure you, you you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast here, Big 12 Bets with the Heartland College Sports Network, heartlandcollegesports.com for the weekly article as well. The bonus plays exclusively to the article online. Until next time, I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next week. OU, Texas, back in action next week. We'll talk to you about them next week, those games, here on Big 12 Bets.